Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantasy football episode. Week uh, week 11 is in the books. We're moving on to week 12. We got two weeks left. It's, uh, it's getting really interesting. I've never seen such a competitive race to the end for the playoffs um, in our league before like this. So it's, this is going to be a really interesting podcast. Going over last week and looking forward to the last two weeks. Uh, joining us today uh, is Nick. What's going on, Nick? Thanks for not ghosting. Thank you for not ghosting us uh, today. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem at all. Got to be here this week. This is a big week. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Next up, we got um, the former Christian Unlucky, now Lucky Albano. What's going on? Welcome back. Uh, I don't I don't see where the luck is. I lost two running seven backs. Seven and four, man. Three, three. Seven and four. I, did, I, I am surprised, I'll be honest. Is, I am surprised. <laughs> I don't deserve it. This is a lucky season, man. Um, next up, I had to bring this guy on. Had in a lot in the chat. I thought he was going to break his keyboard at one point, flaming Sola and shit. Um, so, you know, I had to get you on, <laughs> get some uh, get some stuff off the chest. What's going on, Al? What's going on, guys? Another day, man. Another day in paradise. All right. I've been so, there before. <laughs> paradise? <laughs> That's what everybody in the military says. Come on. Um, I don't know, man. Right. I'm telling you, I've been there before. I felt it. It was a grind. It's not too bad, right. though. Well, when I join uh, the military one day, I'll let you know if I could relate. Hey, man, get that anyway. VA loan. Yo. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's another topic for another day, man. When you told me that, when you told me about the National Guard, I, I seriously looked into that. Just so hey, We have it. We'll have an economics uh, podcast after the season's over. Sounds good, man. Uh... Man, the perks are good. Perks are nice. Me and Chris will lead the way with our hedge fund uh, we're starting up, if you guys are interested in that. But anyway, back to fantasy oh, nice. football. Um, the trip, uh, the money oh, tracker. You're in? All right, let us know, man. Just give me uh, give me like 10% of what you make. Um. Money tracker, guys. We got some movement here. <laughs> Two weeks left. Uh, Nick, I Nick, see it, but I'm pointing to myself because I already know where I'm at. Yes, yes, sir. I can't see you, and maybe that's a good thing. Uh, you're leading the way by 14 points over Sola with 1330. Uh, Imran's not too far behind in third place with 1316. Chris is right there too with 1305, and um, James is actually 0.5 points away from him. And I want to call this one out because he's been climbing up the boards a lot. Um, Phil is, has 1,302 points, only only 42 points away from you, Nick. Like, uh, you know, that that's my guy who I'm rooting for right now. I kind of want him to get that top spot. Are you you're, you're, you're rooting for Phil, like, just in general? Like, that's your competition. Like, I'm in, Phil can't take my playoff spot. Like, Phil can easily take your playoff spot. So you're going to start rooting for him? I don't have a playoff spot to give right now. So uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for him the points-wise. I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. I think that's a, that's a stretch. But um, – Kind of the story uh, he's been on the last month or so. It's I mean, you know what? You know what? Honestly, if Phil wins out and, and steals like the eighth seed or the seventh seed, I'll cede my spot to him. Like, I'll let him just take the whole thing. Because honestly, like to bounce back from what was he? Oh, and six or oh, and seven. Oh, and seven. Like, 
Yeah, from 0-7 to making the playoffs, like I would just I would just be like, oh, screw it. Like I want the I want the story. I want the underdog story to be realized and come to fruition and he wins the chip. That's yeah. the only person. It's the only person I would let take my chip this year. He's, it's actually he actually has a decent shot to make it. Um I was actually doing the math like an hour ago or trying to do the math as quickly as I can on we've got all these five and six teams and a pair of four and seven teams and who could make it what their what their matchups are what their points for is because that's the tiebreaker and actually I, I think you know I looked at everyone's rosters I think Phil might be my second pick to or to make it you know there are three three playoff spots up to grab I think I think Phil's got a good shot yeah I mean he has a shot I think when I was looking at it um a lot would have to go his way just the way the schedule falls I think there's a couple of teams uh that have played each other a couple of times five and six teams that they're guaranteed you know at least get one six win. Yeah. yeah um well that that counts out james really well well yeah well, i mean we already know like certain people are already out of contention because no matter what even if like you know i mean like they win out like so if james wins out he gets the five wins right it's over for james unfortunately yeah. and sorry al but even if he wins out and phil wins out Phil has points for, and other people have like a lot of points for. So it's no, like, but Al, Al wins still is could not make enough. it. Al, no, no, it'd it be hard. It'd be hard because he doesn't have the yeah, points. It'd be hard, but he's not out. He, but yeah, Al, Al, Al's in a bad to, spot because of the points. That's true. I have to, I have to beat Phil, in anyways. So it's gonna be me versus him. If I beat Lou and beat Phil, I could have a chance to get in. So he won't win off record because I I mean, have the better record. Well, yes, that's true. I, I didn't realize you versus Phil. But, yeah, I think that's the end of the year, right? Last week. Yeah, last you guys week. Yes, last week. Yeah, so that's why all, all these scheduling things, uh, they come into play here. Um, so that'll be interesting. So, yeah, one of, one of you guys are obviously going to be knocked out off of uh, the last week. So it's going to be really interesting. Last week, I don't know about you guys, this was probably one of the most interesting weeks um, I've seen in fantasy. There was just so much on the line. Um, before we kind of jump into a couple of um, matchups, aka uh, Nick and Al, because I know there's a lot of trash talking there. <laughs> what, what um what was your guys' biggest matchup last week? What do you think had the biggest ramifications? Uh, what 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 was what was that matchup for you guys? What do you guys think that was? You mean in terms of looking at other people's matchups? Yeah, like, last week. Just like what was the biggest matchup that stood out to you like for instance for me mm-hmm. that was the the nick i mean the the madden solo matchup where solo kind of gave away that week i mean my dude made one of the most questionable uh starts of the year putting in alex smith as a <laughs> starting qb um, especially against I mean, Dallas defense that was a real again that that game, that, dude. That that game almost won me a hundred bucks on DraftKings, dude. I was so upset that that last second touchdown by the Cowboys lost me a hundred bucks, put me down to forty. I was very upset. But oh yeah, with, yeah, with Kirk facing Dallas, yeah. That I thought that would probably have been the the top option for him, and even uh, I thought maybe his boy Philip Rivers might be in play, who's been sneaky, uh, sneakily um, solid over the past month. Uh, but yeah, he he pretty much gave that away. That's pretty much. I mean. That was a solo. That's a usual solo move on my books this year. I thought he changed it around, but you know he let he let his big brother talk him into it. 
and it uh it kind of hurt him. So I thought that was the biggest um matchup because now it brings Matt into the the logjam of five and six teams that we we don't need an extra company there. So that was my biggest matchup last week. I uh I the only other matchup I was really keeping eyes on besides my own, and I know I normally don't really keep eyes on other matchups. Um, but I was definitely watching Gabron and James. Just I was curious to see what the impact of Taysom Hill as a tight end would have on on the matchup. And he, I mean, what do you have? Like twenty five points, twenty four points yeah. for no. out of the tight end spot. I mean, technically yeah. two QB advantage, but um, that that matchup like. I think it had Gabron projected to win for most of it, but you know James's team was putting up points, and um, you know Adam Thielen went off and did Fuck just Adam enough. Thielen. I thought I, I was I was shocked that you lost, um, and that was a that was a must win for James. He's he's I think there is a world that he can still make the playoffs mathematically, but it is like 100%. no world. No, there is no world because he's uh, at, he's, no at world, five, he's at five. He can only get the yeah. five wins. And and there's oh uh, yeah, actually you're right. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, he's got James he's got over fourteen hundred points. Like he's like really in the points for category. Yeah, can't points buy a four, win. He can get money off that. Nah, he's not taking that spot from me. Relax, relax. He he could be in the contention for it though. It's fine. Well, I mean, you're gonna drop one hundred fifty on me this week, so yeah. I mean, yeah, Derek Carr putting up fifty. No, but uh, I'd say the bigger matchup I think for me was the Banch Deep Chris matchup because. That was they were both five and or Chris was six and five and or was it six and five? Sorry, he was six and four, and Bansheep was five and five, and basically if Bansheep pulled out that win, now he goes to six and five, and Chris would also be six and five, and like that puts them all in the running with all of you, right? Like everyone's at five six six five. Now Chris is at seven and four with me and like Imran kind of closer to the top. And Bansheep's now down to five and six with everyone as well. So it's like it kind of separates Chris instead of kind of making more of like a, a, a pile up in the middle. So I think that I think that was a huge win for Chris. And like it was a really interesting matchup. I, I wanted to see Chris win just because I wanted the big pile up in the middle to get even bigger. But, you know, I, I said I said I didn't worry about Chris in the last podcast. So I'm keeping that that going. I said he was going to be fine. He was going to get his win. So. Well, speaking from the vantage point of a of a team in that in in that group of um, playoff hopefuls, I I wanted Bansteep to lose because um, that leaves him back with us at five and six, and there's no six win team. Um, that's why like I had my eyes on Christian um, Christian's game with Ola, um, and uh, I was I was pulling for Christian to win because I didn't want I didn't want Ola to have that six win advantage especially once I found out I was going to lose I needed to try and be in pace with everyone else with the five wins so that from my my vantage point that was that was what I wanted how about you Al what what, what were you kind of targeting or um, even after the fact it was like wow that that was a big matchup yeah I feel like um I was really surprised that Lou beat Herman because I was looking at his uh, his game and I was like, man, I want to see how his team produces because I play him. I always try to look at the last team while I'm playing, like how they produce. And his team actually surprised me, even though he's, I think he started once again. I don't know what is it. Like, I don't know who keeps telling him to do that, but Dude, he just he keeps starting. He has a love affair. 
I don't even know. I mean, I don't know what he has to do to just bench the dude and just get someone else. But he keeps starting him, and it actually actually paid off a little. I mean, he dropped 14. It's not too bad. Um, so I'm surprised he beat him, and I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous for this matchup because I feel like he has a lot of weapons now with that trade. Solo's trying to take me out, so wouldn't trade uh, I don't know. all of them. I don't know. I mean, that that trade he did with Sola. I see why he did it, but at the same time, he probably thought Swift was going to be out longer. So, probably why he made that trade. I probably wouldn't have done it, but it kind of helps him in a way because I feel like Gibson's – well, it was a Gibson, right? He traded for him. No, McKissick or something like that. Yeah, it was McKissick. Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, it was McKissick. And, uh, I feel like that would help him out. It gives him, more, gives him more flexibility. So, we'll see. All right. Well, now that we're on that topic, guys, I guess we could spend a couple of minutes on that trade. And give you um, give everyone their thoughts on that. So it was Swift, and um, nobody. I think it was Swift. Yeah. yeah, Swift for um, JD McKissick and um, uh, Sterling Shepard. I mean, I, I said it to Lou right away when I saw that. I thought that was a stupid trade because one, he didn't even time it right. If he got JD for that week, fine. I'm all for it. I understand you needed it, a running back. Um, for that week but he panicked and he didn't get him for um last week and now he he could have waited till this week you know towards the end of last week monday tuesday to make that trade see how swift's doing and um and then if not if it wasn't looking good then make that trade if solo's still up for it but you know he kind of shot himself in the foot and i mean i i'm sure he would rather have swift if he's playing over jd mckissett so i thought it was a i thought it was a bad deal for him from him and he panicked yeah it just it, what was his goal because his wide receivers are you know he's got he's got Keenan Allen who's a monster Michael Thomas you know I could see at the time he wasn't too sure but it's it's Michael Thomas and he showed again that he's back this week um so I mean what what is Sterling Shepard really gonna give him that's worth taking a step down from DeAndre Swift who looked really good as a running back one finally for for the lions and by all means you know this is going to be his job for the rest of the season to, to jd mckissick like that's that's a pretty large step down just to get sterling shepherd it, j- it just doesn't seem worth it um yeah i agree nick what do you think yeah no, it was a bad trade um I mean, look, like he won against Imran, so I guess like no harm, no foul. But Christian's right; there really is like no spot for him. I guess like Sterling Shepard becomes your flex, and like McKissick becomes your spreading back too. But I mean, as we just saw last week, like even Washington against uh, whoever they play was it who they play, the Bengals, right? The Bengals. The Bengals really aren't that best of a defense, and McKissick didn't repeat his performance he had from two weeks ago where he had, like, eight or nine catches or whatever. So, obviously, like, they're not consistently going to use him, and, like, now Lou's realizing that, hopefully, that he made a really bad trade because he gave up a guy to get an immediate value player in McKissick, and he's now realizing that maybe that he's not as valuable as he originally thought after that first week that he played with Alex Smith as the starter. But... I mean, look, we'll see. We'll see how the games plan out. You know, game scripts change, and, you know, McKissick could get points and everything. But I think it's a terrible trade. But we talked about it earlier in the group chat. Sola is making trades for the late playoff push, but he's not even in there yet. Like, he's not guaranteed in the playoffs. And and speaking of someone who did this last year, 
Like I traded Christian last year. I traded him DJ Moore and something else for an injured T.Y. Hilton. It was because, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So and you got you got Stafford too. Right. Right. So I traded that because I was I think eight and one or nine and one, and I had depth and I was like you know what like T.Y. Hilton gonna come back. He's going to be healthy and I can use him for a playoff push. And like, but I was eight and one, nine, one, like I was in there. Like there was no way I was not making the playoffs. Even if I had to go to the eighth seed, I'd still be in there. So I made that trade knowing I had depth and I had the playoff spot guaranteed. Sola doesn't have it. And you know, if Swift doesn't play this week, that's down another running back. He traded away Montgomery to Steven. So Sola's like depleting himself, just trying to, and now he's kind of struggling to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. But you know, just, from Sola's perspective, I actually kind of understand what he's doing because you don't win money for making the playoffs. Um, and, you know, if you think that your team is at a spot where it's going to make the playoffs and you're probably going to lose in the first round, then you should be making moves that are could win you a championship. And, you know, your point is right that he's very much not secure after these trades in his playoff spot. But, you know, a large portion of our league does make it. It's eight spots out of 14 people. And he's got six wins already. So if, if you accept the the notion that's been going around that you need seven and seven wins and you're in, you know, he's just got to win back then one out of three weeks. And he's got a pretty good one shot out, to make it. And then one out, one out of two now, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, but when he made the trade, it was one out of three. No, of course. So, you know, you got to pick up one more win in three and you're probably in. And then you, you're going to be super loaded for the playoffs. I can see the logic behind that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree really. Um, what he's doing, I think it's smart in a sense. Um, but I do think he's starting to get a little ahead of himself. And it would be kind of low-key funny so, if, he, <laughs> if he misses it after doing all that. But, I mean, I'd be surprised if he falls out, especially with his tiebreaker and points. It would be kind of tough. Um, but, yeah, I – Lou, to end it, to cap off this trade discussion, Lou has been really uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? He's, like, very stingy on the trades this year. Uh, he hasn't made any moves, really. That's his first move. And, you know, talking to him last week to try to get – I thought was a fair deal um, for both of us, uh, giving Carl Tide for the week with Carson out for one of his backup tight ends, and he was totally against it. And then he goes two days later and does this deal, so – that's why I think it was a total panic move. And speaking to him after for other trades, he's back on that notion where, like, he's good. He told me he's riding with Wentz all the way. So it's really weird. That was he's a really captain. weird – I don't know, man. He sounds – No, he's captain. I would think so, right? <laughs> but no, he's, he's, it's Lou. We're speaking about Lou here, right? So, um, True. But that's I know that. But um, so quickly, there was a lot of trash talk. What's the, Give me that recap, Al. With your matchup last <laughs> Nick, man. Yo, first of all, I got to flame you, man. I, I don't want to hear any of this reasoning. Why are you sitting Deshaun Watson for any reason? Unless if you have a top three quarterback you're putting in there, there's no reason listen, to bench listen, Deshaun listen, Watson. Listen, listen, I benched Deshaun Watson because, the, because of matchups solely. That's it. There was no, like... Listen, you know the Patriots. You know how the Patriots play. It's not like, oh, I felt like the Patriots are about to get real annoying and hold them low, and Joe Burrow was going to go off for like four or five wait, yards. Wait, the same Patriots team that made Joe Flacco look like the same guy from the, his MVP run. I know, but you, but you can't. You any given. Oh. You know how Belichick is, man. You can't just you can't just go off one game with the Patriots, man. They'll the play one star. game. 
they'll play one game. I mean, that's true. That's true. I'll give him that. But he hasn't. There's been times where Joe Burrow scored more than him, and I was just like, damn, I should have started Joe. Yeah, that's against bad teams. Against bad teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. So, so Washington has had. Played Washington. But Washington has the the number one pass ranked defense this season, and um, the Patriots. He, he had two. He had 200 yards at halftime. Yeah, he was balling out. That's true. But you know, yeah, I'm saying, but, 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 but before you see the game, though, like it, before the game plays out, if you're just looking at it and you're making this decision early in the week, you see the Washington defense is the number one pass rank defense in the league. Has been very good all year, especially with that you know front seven that helps out a lot. Compared to the Patriots, who we knew at the beginning of the season, they had a ridiculous amount of defensive players opt out for, for COVID. It was like six or seven players or something along those lines. I think it was closer to 10. Plus, Stefan Gilmore was hurt and was, I think, just coming back this week. And their defense yep. hasn't really been all that good. So, and, and the other thing with that, too, is like there are certain quarterbacks who I think we'll all agree are like matchup proof, where it's like it doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes is playing against the Ravens, you're going to start him. You know, Deshaun Watson coming into the season, everyone pegged as matchup proof. It got a little shaky there in the beginning, but it seems like he's back to it. You know, it's like a guy that you just have to start. Yeah, well, I think um, once Bill O'Brien left, um, they, he's, he's gotten back to his, his usual self. I mean, like you look me, at Deshaun Watson's past month, it's been ridiculous. But like I was saying, for me, it was just like I knew that my matchups weren't great this week, so I had to kind of – I took some risk. I mean, I, I put, like, Willie Sneed on my lineup just to be, like, kind of annoying. Like, okay, if Lamar Jackson goes off, then he'll probably give it to Willie Sneed. But, like, I took a, li- a few risks because I was just like, okay, there was nobody that I really had that had good matchups this week. Like, I had the Rams. Like, it was crazy. I was just like, fuck, you know, like, who can I put in that's going to maybe shake something up? I thought Burrow would come in, you know, drop 30 points and have a big game for me. Um, I feel like Deshaun probably would have dropped 20. 20 like you know his usual but I thought bro was gonna come in and and put a lot of points up maybe put like three touchdowns like 400 plus yards I thought I was that's what I was thinking I mean he was on pace to do it I mean he was yeah. on pace to do it so for sure it, it was, was like work he would at least he would at least drop 20 he would at least drop 20 for me if he didn't blow his knee out like that but um it's just unfortunate that it happened I mean either way it wouldn't have mattered because I mean next team I mean obviously his matchups were, were cake, you know, like it was it was ridiculous. I mean the Lions. I mean yeah, he has a good team though, don't get me wrong. And obviously freaking that trade he did was very smart getting um Davis, even though he had McCaffrey, he, he got him. I don't know how he made that trade with Steven. I feel like that trade Win was training. good, but in the long run it wasn't that good. Because I mean I would have kept Johnson. But it's good temporarily because, I mean, I don't know. I just – I don't want to criticize Nick's trade. It's a different subject. But it worked out for him this week. I mean, it got him a win. So, I got to I gotta respect that. I mean, it worked out for him. So, kudos to Nick on that. I'll give him that. I mean, he needed a win this game. week. You know, yeah. he's, he's still he, – if he lost, he would be right down there in, you know, this, this playoff uh, hopefuls category that we were talking about earlier. So getting to seven wins is huge as a season, and he got there. And he's, yeah, and he still has he still has players to make moves with. So I mean, it's not like he lost a lot. It's just that Johnson, what's from the Steelers, he's just dropping like twenty a game. It's crazy. I didn't think he was that good. He's dropping yeah. like twenty, twenty five a game. It's insane. No, he's nasty. But but the thing with Johnson, especially in, at the time Nick traded him, is. You know, he's one of those guys that he would get injured every game and just sit out on the sideline for long stretches. Like, he wouldn't, you know, 
go into the week being out, but Damn. he would start a game, get hurt, and then sit and put a dud up for the last couple of weeks. So Nick trades him, and now he's finally staying healthy during games. He's just he's a legit number one. Looking, yeah, like, so. looking like a star. Yeah, but yeah. I, I like I like I the whole Nick got in return. Um, I mean, like he got three really good quality players for one. Um, got Mike Davis, so he always has a handcuff now for CMC. And I, like I said in the past, last week, I thought I think um, the biggest thing out that trade is getting um, Damian Harris. I think that could be his RB two moving. Oh, forward. he got Damian Harris. He got Damian Harris too out of that trade. Shit, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So damn, you just you just had a fucking lineup for me this week, huh, Nick? Just <laughs> just got everybody and just said I need to fucking build a power team. Shit, man. Nick, you have anything to say there? All right, I think he stepped away. So let's Where move on. What? What? Can you hear me? No, we hear you now. Okay. Ugh, I was trying to play the "I am inevitable" from uh, you know, Thanos. <laughs> For Al, uh, you know, because the man's kept throwing up Thanos uh, gifts every <laughs> week. But uh, no, I mean, look, the, the trade was, um, you know, I truly do believe CMC will be back uh, without a doubt in my mind. He will be back for the playoffs now, especially because I didn't realize their bye week was week was next week, which I really don't know why they have to have such a late bye week. But um, has that been a thing? Does anyone know? Has week 13 buys been a thing? I think it was because of COVID. I think I think. Were they one of the teams whose matchups got screwed up earlier in the year? And I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look into it, but it seems so crazy that they were just like pushed back like Cause that. Because the, I... the Steelers were complaining about that today because they were like, you know, they they changed the Steelers by week because of COVID earlier in the season, and then now they're getting taken off the primetime Thanksgiving. So I saw Juju was complaining about. Yeah, that. him and Chase Claypool were both. So upset. I know I know they played with the bye weeks a little bit. So I think that's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah no, I, I don't. Guess. I don't think Tampa, Tampa, or. Um... Or the Panthers weren't affected. So I think that was a scheduled bye week. This is weird. But in either case, so yeah, so like I, I had to make I wanted to make that trade for Mike Davis. And you know, I I I didn't want to give up Deontay Johnson, but I felt like Steven wasn't gonna move because I've been trying to trade with Steven all season. Um for originally when he had Mike Davis and like just other times I've been asking for trades and he's just like, I don't know, I really don't like anybody from your team. And it's because I found out that earlier in the season, I told him I wouldn't move Deontay Johnson. And so, like, he thought I wasn't going to part with him. So I was like, yo, like, let's make this happen. Like, you know, just whatever. Just take Deontay. And, you know, I still think that his ceiling is capped. Like, obviously, he's a really good player. And obviously, he's shown it the last two weeks. But the Steelers have also played mediocre teams the last two weeks. Um, You know, so we'll see what happens, like, when they do play the Ravens this weekend. Like, Deontay really didn't do shit last time they played the Ravens and you know, they're, they're playing a few good teams down the stretch. I think they play the 49ers uh, down the stretch who are really good in, on defense. So his points will be limited well, along with defenses and Claypool and Juju and even fucking, who's it, Washington, James Washington behind him. Like, even he gets in the mix. It's just like Big, Big Ben does not feed anybody specifically. Like, he does get targets, but Big Ben doesn't, like, force feed like he did when A.B. was there. Here's, so, a, here's a realistic thing to consider, too, about Deontay Johnson that just came to mind. Is Steelers are what 10 and 0, 11 and 0? You know, yeah, playoffs roll around. You know, let's say Steven makes it that far and you know, Deontay gets banged up so often. I think he's a prime candidate to sit out the rest of the season if you know, you, you know, by the time week 14, week 15 comes around, 
you know, they, they might rest them for the playoffs. I mean, who if anybody, right? Because that guy is like uh, plastic. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's definitely a possibility. You know, I said in the last podcast that I really liked Steelers and Ravens players because they were fighting for that, that division, you know, uh, record because they want that home field advantage, especially if they see each other in the playoffs. But the Ravens have seemed to have fallen off a cliff. So now they're not even going to be really that competitive. Like the Steelers, I think I saw if the Steelers win and the Raiders and Dolphins lose, the Steelers have guaranteed playoffs already. So, like, you know, like Christian said, it's very possible they sit some of their players that are kind of a little more injury uh, prone. But, you know, and, and, you know, so this week I had the Niners on by and I had the Bills on by. So I missed Ayuk and I missed Singletary and Zach Moss. So I needed Harris, Rigor. I mean, I didn't really need Rigor. I could have picked up somebody, but I needed Damian Harris and I needed Mike Davis. Otherwise, I was not going to be able to field a full lineup that was, like, competitive. So the trade kind of had to happen, and that's why, like, when Steven asked for Deontay, I kind of had to just say yes. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get the trade. I think it was a good so. trade for both teams. No, I mean, and, and you know, DJ Moore has been pleasantly doing better. Um, I just saw today he was, like, top five in, in receiving yards, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. It's interesting. I, I didn't expect that at all. I saw it on Instagram, whatever, but I was like, damn, I was like, he is. And I realized the last few weeks he has been just getting a lot of yards. He hasn't found the end zone, but this is just like last year. Last year he was 15 yards a game. It was 15 points a game every game, every week. It was it was nice. Like It's just like, yo, I'll take 15 points every week. And that's that's what I saw as me and Al's matchup was unfolding. I was, at, I was watching the 1 o'clock games, and I just saw my players. Like, no one was really going off, but everybody was getting work. Like, I saw catches here, catches there. And I was just like, yo, I was like, he's got, like, 12. He's got, like, 13. He's got, like, 12. I was like, you know, I'll probably put up, like, a modest, like, 115 to 120-something this week. I was like, you know, hopefully that's enough. And, you know, lo and behold, Al's team kind of shit the bed. So, you know, got my seventh win. No complaints. But, you know, it was uh, fucking easy to beat Al. predicted. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm gonna quote yeah. Sola on this one. Yo, Al, your team is shit. And uh, fuck yeah. out of here. Fuck out of here. I'm just quoting Sola. I'm just I'm just quoting Sola. Yeah, just... I mean, yeah, bro. I, I wish I, I think. I think my team. My team. I'm not gonna lie. It's not great. But at the same time, if they're if they're all you know having a good game, I could put up a lot of points. But I would say I got lucky. If I'll probably say I got lucky two out of four games I won because. I don't know why the fuck I started the Rams defense against the Seahawks that game, and it ended up working out, and that was pure luck. I don't even know how that happened. That was bullshit. I was just like, wow, Russell Wilson only dropped six points. I'll take it. Fuck it. And then, but other than that, I mean, I, I'm just pretty, I'm just happy I have four wins at this point. Honestly, well, I'm trying. Let's, to, I want let's to be honest. Playoffs, fuck it. Let's be honest. Those four wins, you could thank to Stephen Lowe for giving you. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, come I don't want to hear it because it's realistic, bro. dude. I could, like, I could, but people don't know. I could have got Dalvin for. Uh, I think Solo was trying to give me Dalvin for fucking uh, for um Waller a few weeks back then. Yeah, See, we were talking about. I, 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 there had, there, there had to be I'm way more than you. Waller because Solo, you, I, Solo was so excited to have Dalvin. Yeah, I need messages. No, I need proof. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut until I see proof because. I'm telling you, yeah. I can, I can, I can screenshot that. We have convos of, of him saying, you know, he'll, he'll deal. Hit Dalvin's on the block. He wanted like Mike. Ev- I think he, I think he wanted Mike yeah. Evans and like, and somebody else. And it might have All been right. a tight end. Now, now it's getting a little bit 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if you want a Waller okay. Evans, if you want a Waller Evans and a running back, like and okay. James Robinson, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, yeah like I can see before, the argument. That's back. That's back before Dalvin was like doing what he was doing. That was back before he was going crazy. So it was like, of okay, course. like the first few weeks, and then it was like he kind of was trying to part ways with him. I think he was trying to find a deal for him because he didn't think he was going to pan out to what he expected. And I, I said no. I should have said yes. If I would have said yes, I would have been fucking. I would have won earlier than that, but. I was getting trades though. It was gonna happen regardless of whatever Steven said because what he gave me, I didn't, I didn't even like what he gave me. It just ended up working out for me. I didn't like what he gave me. I, I want, in my eyes, it was James Robinson for fucking um, Waller, and I didn't, I didn't really like it because I didn't know how good James Robinson was. Honestly, I really didn't. I was looking at, I was looking at dealing Mike Evans and um, Waller for a bigger package. That was gonna be like my main. I was going to start talking to teams about it. Just that trade, just who wants Mike Evans and him and give me some running backs. That's what I was going to start giving, getting Dude, running backs for. So. so you were willing to trade Mike Evans two years in a row? Why even draft him? Why not just draft a player? I didn't even draft him. Season? I swear to you, I didn't draft him, man. It was, it, I was on the boat when I was doing the draft. And when I saw his the draft picks, I'm like, these are the same fucking players I had last year. I didn't want Mike Evans. I, I told that motherfucker, I told him, I said, get DeAndre Hopkins. He said, oh, nah, he's not going to have a good year this year. Trust well, me, bro. He Trust me. Hopkins wasn't on the board when, when Evans went, went, so you wouldn't have been able to get him. I remember that. Hopkins oh, was, when Hopkins was like 20 or 21. No, I'm Hopkins when, uh, I think. Uh, I took top... Adams 19, so I know Hopkins went after that. Oh. No, Hopkins was before Adams, No, it, no I, I, Adams was the second wide receiver off the board. I took him. And then Phil oh, took wow. Kelsey right after that. So I think Hopkins oh, is probably 21. Okay. Either way, though, Al, he okay. wasn't on the board. He wasn't on the board. So, because I, I know you had the second pick, so you got him at the end of the second round. Um, oh, actually, I remember no, I no. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopkins went one pick before Adams. Uh, that's surprising. He went 18. Yeah, it went, oh, yeah. It went, it went Julio, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre, or, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember I that. Someone else, man. I was shocked I that Hopkins and Julio got picked over Devontae during the draft. Uh, I'm more Julio, um, but that's just my preference. Um, I I like Hopkins, but I was surprised Julio went in the first round. But yeah, me that's, too. Uh, that's another topic for another day. Um, all right, Al. Well, I mean, based off the construction of your team, Steven Steven's package of of players really helped boost your team up um, to get those four wins, and. Uh, so I think maybe holidays are coming it up. Help it, but send him a nice little gift basket or something. Steven, listen, don't give Steven credit for my for my for my moves, man. I did I did some things to help my team, man. I got Corey Davis, he dropped twenty six. I had to drop him though. But I did I made some moves that gave points to my team as well. So you can't just say, Oh, Steven is the re because his players Robin Hood out here, didn't man. Really He's giving like, players everywhere. Nah, but it's not like they dropped like forty points. Like, come on, man. They didn't. They didn't put that up that much shit for it to be like, oh my god, they're the reason why you won. I mean, I guess they're a big part of it. But I mean, James Robinson has not been playing to where I want him to play to. He's just only been dropping like 12, 13 points. I mean, I rather have, I'd rather just have just fucking P Ryan or some shit than Bro, he's gonna do that. If I got twelve to thirteen out of my running back every week, I'd be undefeated this season. Like, <laughs> well, you're I, running I'm, back too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been looking at it. I looked at it earlier with Matt. We were just like, yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey, bro. For three weeks. Yeah, by the way, by the way, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's only played three weeks, and he's like ranked higher than two of my running backs. I just wanted to put it out there. So, but yeah, no, like I looked at it with Matt. The only my losses, my four losses, are all by fifteen or less, and it's because my running back dropped two points in those games. Like if I just had those extra I'm 10, a fucking river, dude. points, crazy. <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't feel bad for you, man. You had your, you had a good production for at least three weeks, man. I had Saquon who fucking, oh man, I don't even want to talk about that. I was that saying this, that. I was saying it this week. This is, this is. I'll say two things about the league this year. One of them is about fantasy football in general, and one of them is about our league. About fantasy football in general, this has been the worst fucking year for running backs that I can remember. Period. Sure. McCaffrey misses most of the season. Saquon misses both of the se- most of the season. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has been terrible, um, understandably so, given oh, the injuries. Yeah, um, terrible since since um, what's yeah. the name back? But terrible is terrible. This is fantasy. It doesn't matter like what the context is. It's about the points you put up, and he was not he was not getting the points. Um, no, I know, but I'm just saying like when when Dak was there, he was still a top yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah, but you know Dak hasn't been there for what seven weeks now. Um, that's you know more than he's been good. Uh, Cook's been great. Kamara's been great. Um, Derrick Henry has been his usual self. It seems hit or miss sometimes. Um, Aaron Jones has been up and down, but generally good. But, you know, outside of those four guys. No, 100%. Like, there's, there's, there are 14 teams, and I'd say there's maybe five running backs that I'd want to have in the entire league on my team it's terrible That's true yeah i mean for the top tier running backs i mean obviously it hurts when you even in general there's not even any top. running back twos who i see i'm like i want that no uh i mean that's a, that that would be a good topic actually to dive into um with more time and preparation but i, I think this should be a uh, like solid rb2 productions out there like you got Gaskin, you got Hurt. Um, well, Hurt now uh, he's coming back this week. Um, I mean, honestly, but, yeah. Mike Davis is like a top five running back this season. To put he fell into off pretty hard the last couple of weeks, he's, though. But but in fantasy points, though, he's like top seven. Yeah. Like, so oh, for sure, to... he was a beast when when Kathy first went out. But like, and that's... and and there's three weeks where he didn't play. He didn't play weeks one, two, and and whenever Christian McCaffrey came back. So technically, he missed three weeks, and he's like top seven. So like that says a lot about like the running backs points this season. Yeah, but you know, but nobody was drafting like Davis. No, no, no. Of course not. I'm just saying, like, if a guy who hasn't played three games and has fell off towards the latter half of the season is in the top ten of running back points, like you know, the running backs have been interesting this season. Yeah. Just a uh, off topic a little bit, but just talking about stats, I saw this crazy stat um, yesterday that Dak Prescott, who has been out since you know week whatever four or five has more passing yards still can than Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> uh, I forgot who the other two were, but the Baker Mayfield one stood out the most because one, he played 10 games compared to the other two that Baker only Mayfield. played either eight or nine. And it's just, that's just hilarious, man. Like I, I could not believe that stat when I saw that. Crash can Baker. I dropped Jarvis Landry. I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> tried to trade. What did I tell you when you tried to trade me, Jarvis? 
<laughs> I was trying to get rid of that motherfucker. What did like, I tell I you? <laughs> I, like, I, I told him, I said, even if Jarvis Landry was a free agent and all my other wide receivers were hurt and on by, I wouldn't pick him up. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. Nick Chubb is their workhorse, man. Yeah. Obviously. He's basically their quarterback. They need to give him quarterback money. <laughs> they fucking playing him like that. This point. Too, too so, fucking oh, nice, man. So, so, okay. so let, let's, uh, let, let's dive into, uh, you know, the, the little – part that hurts uh for christian and gabron their matchups this week which they both took l's uh gabron i won how, how oh did you win i thought i thought i thought uh you you were cursing out no, at, yeah you would have no, seen no, no, me, no, no. you would have seen me on the news if i didn't win you, you were cursing out somebody <laughs> on all this oh you're cursing at cooper cup sorry yeah. bo- booper bup yeah. um so so gives <laughs> how did it feel losing to james and james just just let you know i hope you got insurance on your suits because gabron is wishing all the worst yeah on all of your suits yeah fuck them suits bro um i i'm i'm sad man that's the best way to describe it like i'm sad like i felt so good going in obviously i had i had like a cheat code with um hill in as a tight end um funny quick story i had no idea what was going on fantasy wise on sunday i had no internet or data um so i was i had i could see the games and i was trying to do the math but I, I had no idea what was going on for my fantasy team, really. I knew I was up big at one point um, when I had it, and I was projected to win maybe like around 3, 4 o'clock. So I felt good. And then I'm watching these the games. I'm watching Adam Thielen go off. I'm watching uh, uh, um, Zeke go off, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm trying to do the math. I'm getting nervous. I call Matt Lowe um, to give me the, an update. He's in COD. He said he'll call me back when he I dies. I haven't up. heard from that. I haven't heard from that guy since uh, about my team. <laughs> so it's either he's still on a roll or like oh, he just bro. forgot about me. For real, man. So, but at that point, when when he didn't call back, I did the math and I was like, all right, I, I lost this. So now nah, it sucks because if I was at six and five, I'm feeling so much better about my playoff hopes with all those other teams losing. Um, but it is what it is. I got to move on. Uh, ending this. The last stretch of the season, I said I had to go um, three and one for the last four weeks. So this is my one loss. Um, I kind of put my one loss next to Sola uh, based on how his team was facing. So I really got to come up big this week. But I mean, I just I got to take it. I got to win these next two games. It's You're playing Sola too, so. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that that was the L I I marked in when I was looking at it. So I got to swap that and hope I beat Sola. But it is what it is. All right. Well, yeah, I got a quick question for Jabron. So when, one quick question. When when you picked up Hill, did you pick him up on waivers? Like, did you bid on him or did you just like? No, I uh, picked him up after. I didn't put any money on him. I put the only person ironically I bid on. What time did you? What time did you wake up to go pick him up? Did you wake up like four in the morning? Because I woke up and I was like, "Man, I already got Hill." I was thinking about getting him too. Um, I don't think that was an early morning. I think that was like around seven, eight o'clock when I woke up. Um, I put a I put a bid on Winston, oh. which I was surprised no one put a bid on. I put a dollar, uh, just for um, sakes of maybe trying to make a trade or whatever down the road. And no one put a bid on him. And um, when I woke up and I saw, I saw Hill there. Um, I put Hill in. And honestly, honest to God, until the end of Sunday when the game finished, I did not think Jason Hill would be the starter. I thought that was a smoke screen. And and before they announced it. I thought Winston was going to be the starter, like no doubt. I put Hill, I picked up Hill just based on of hope that, well, one, my tight end was on the bye. 
and two that they would use him in sets near the 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 red zone to try and you know um, mix it up and he can have some touchdown equity there but I had no like I legit had no expectations that he would be the starting quarterback for that week none like I would I was not have put... to see he dropped twenty two I was like holy shit well he's a he's a rushing that should you shock know, me the rushing upside keeps him keeps him ready um keeps him keeps his score yeah. high. Honestly, I think what happened this week was that uh, the fantasy football gods were, were tired of James, right? Like he was like the, you know, he was the sock for the whole season and they were just like, yo, fuck this shit, like tired of this man's. So they moved on to Gabron, gave Adam Thielen 30 points, gave Zeke his first touchdown in probably like six weeks. I know. They're, they're not on your side. It's all right, though. It's all right. I mean, it's not all right, though, because I'm looking at I'm looking at your matchup with Sola and you got Sola's got some prime matchups like for all of his studs. So, yeah, no. We'll yeah. dive into that later, but it's not it's not looking good. It's not I'm not feeling confident really. <laughs> um but speaking <laughs> of playoffs, let's do a quick up, a playoff update um to see who our picks are. So, I guess what we're going to do, we're going to I'm going to start off we're, we're going to keep um we're going to keep the seven win teams out of here. Uh, actually no, we can include them. The only person we won't include is Imran because He's, and, uh, and unfortunately, we won't include James because he's yeah. So what we'll do quickly is just give our probability percentage of um these this team making the playoffs, and um I just want to hear your thoughts. So coming in, we'll start off at the number two seed. Uh, well, Nick, I'm you have the most points scored in the league. I think you're a lock in for the playoffs. So number three is Chris who's seven and four, who's I think number four on the point scored. Um, Christian, what do you think is, what, what probability do you give him of a of, uh, playoff spot? Uh, it depends on where he is on, on the point score, but I, I hold on, let me I check. I think he's top three. Very top quickly three right four. now. Uh, point score, uh, he's number four. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's a lock. Uh, even if worst comes to worst, he, he finishes with seven wins. Out of all the five and six teams who can get there, um, you know, he's going to fall within the top eight, and then he's going to get enough points for it because he's he's over thirteen hundred points. So Unless his team yeah. drops zeros, I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to put him. Yeah, I'll put him at ninety five percent. All right, oh, Nick, uh, what do you think? Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, he did write the song Saros in my book, so like you know, his players might want to drop some zeros for him in honor of that, but I mean. He he would take a miracle for him to not make the playoffs. He would literally have to score under 70 to 60 points every week, and everybody underneath him would just have to have, like, 120-type games every week. Um, so I, I think he's in. I'll give, I'll, I'll give him the 99.9%. How about you, Al? Um, does he have seven wins? Yeah. Yeah, he's seven and four. Oh, yes. So, if, yeah, if he's making the playoffs. I mean, if I feel like if you have seven, is probably that – that prime number. Um, so he'll most likely make the playoffs if he has seven wins. Seven is, in uh, fact, a prime number. Just yeah, it is a prime math, number, too. Math information. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I, think, I, think he'll, I think he'll make the playoffs for sure. I mean, his team, I don't know if his team is strong enough but, to do anything, but he'll make the playoffs. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to one-up Nick. I'm going to go with 100%. I don't, I don't see Chris falling off. Uh, next in the number fourth spot, we got Christian. Christian, uh, I know I'm gonna hear like a absurdly low number out of you, but let's let's hear it. What what do you what number you give yourself? 
I won't give a number, just to be fair. I will say that I think out of all of the seven win teams, um, plus Sola, so seven and six win teams, I think I have the worst chance to get in the playoffs, being totally genuine. Um, just given the fact that I'm the lowest on points for it. Um, so there, the, the, the thing that's working out for me is that the only two teams that are below me, that are above, that are below me in wins, that are above me in points for are Sola and uh, Banshee. But, you know, Matt's just, you know, 15 points behind me in points for um, Steven's a little bit farther away, but I'd say, I'd say I, I have the worst chance out of seven and six win teams just because my points four is the lowest. And so if any of these five win teams or, or solo wins two games, let's say three of them do three or four of them do there's a, there's a chance I'm out. So question for you. Um, what, what is your X factor? Um, outside of Devontae Adams, which is a given for you in these last two weeks, who are you looking towards to, um, to kind of give your team that boost? Ooh, depends on how spicy I want to get here. Cause I have something in mind. Um, I, I, there are two players. Uh, it's going to be quarterback play. Now everyone said on the podcast two weeks ago that Tua was my X, X factor. Uh, he's been, Nah. Um, he plays the Jets this week, which is nice, but he's he's questionable. Um, but I also picked up Daniel Jones. Dude hasn't had to turn over in the last two weeks. He plays uh, – he just, he's just coming off a bye. He goes against Cincy, which is not a great defense. Seattle's a terrible defense. Arizona's okay. Cleveland's okay. Baltimore is rough, but – between the Cincinnati and Seattle matchups, he for and this, the last two weeks of the regular season, you know, I might roll with him. He might be my X factor if he if he can put up big games against bad defenses, especially since two is uh, not doing it for me. Um, so it's going to be quarterback play, and the other X factor is going to be Devontae Parker because he has not been giving it to me uh, in terms of points um, this season, but uh, Preston Williams is out. He's been getting red zone looks uh, since then. Uh, plenty. He's, he got a, call, a touchdown called back two weeks ago that would have won me the game. Um, he got a touchdown this past week. Um, you know, if, if they keep feeding him like a number one receiver, uh, I think he can give me the boost that I need out of a flex spot. My, my, I think that would push my, my receivers from my, – my receivers are already elite, but, you know, you put Devontae Parker in the mix playing like wide receiver one, I think that would put my team – towards the upper tier in terms of points for going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, good um, good uh, analysis there. Did you happen to listen to the podcast last week? Uh, you might have been beaten out by Banshee uh, if he was able to find Daniel Jones in the free agency. Oh, yeah? No, I didn't yeah, know he, he was looking for him, and he couldn't find him, but it was because he wasn't playing last week. So, uh, you know, you know Banshee's probably not too familiar with his, with the – with the platform, probably forgot his with, password. Yeah, with, with, his, with his team running it for him and his minions. So, <laughs> all right, um, let's move on here. Um, oh no, so Nick, what do you give uh, Christian for so, his probability? So I'm going to give Christian a uh, ninety. I'm going to give him a ninety-five, basically because so I'm looking at the schedule, and 
So he said he's worried about Sola, right? Like winning two and getting above him, but that's fine, right? There's there's eight spots. It's a lot of spots. Um, Christian's at seven wins already. And we say it's a magic number because the way the matchups look, the first time we did this playoff prediction, we looked at the matchups. So this week, Ola and Banshee versus each other, and they're both five and six. That means whoever loses can't even get to seven wins, which means that Christian is automatically ahead of one of them. And then you look at you and Sola uh, Gibbs versus each other this week. If you do win, now you go to six and he and Sola goes to six. And now Christian only has to win one more game to get ahead of both of you. Um, best case scenario, you know, you or Sola wins out. Um, <clears throat> and then Lou, if he beats Al this week, not saying he, he will, I'm just saying if he does, Christian gets the first Lou the last week of the season and can prevent him from even getting to that seven win number. So I think I think based on just matchups, uh, I think that Christian's got a really really good spot. And Matt and Steven are versing each other, and they're both five and six, just like Ban, Steven, Ola. So whoever wins that can't get this, or whoever loses that can't get the seven wins. So Matt need, and Steven's matchup is huge. For I Christian need Matt and, and Ben Steve to lose because they're the two closest to me in points for. Right. So because um, Ola's but, pretty far behind and Steven's pretty far behind, so that'd be ideal. If Matt and Ben Steve lose, my chances go. Right. But I, I'll put him at 90 something percent because honestly, like I said, just the way the matchups are, everyone's kind of versing each other. Like everyone fighting for the playoffs is versing each other. And that's going to like really help Christian stay in that playoff seed. Yeah. What do you think, Al? Yeah, I agree. I mean, is it this? So the consensus is that like uh, seven wins get you in the playoffs or six. I mean, I'm not, doesn't it depend on a certain. A few factors of wins it, and losses. It's seven. It's, yeah. it's, se- it's seven wins with a good points for. So like I, I have the most points for in the league, not by a lot, by fourteen, but I'm seven wins. So the most wins that like Gibbs can get is seven. But I have so many points for on him that even if me and him were to tie for the eighth seed, like Gibbs can't catch me in points for unless I sit my whole team right. for the next two weeks. So that's what we were saying. So seven wins with good points for is pretty much a locked spot. Definitely, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll make he'll make it in, in my opinion. Cause I feel like the last seed will probably be a six win team. I don't know why I feel that way, but I think it'll work out so that the last seed is gonna be like a sneak in. I don't think um, who Philip. I don't think he's gonna get in because his team is nice, but shit. I mean, he'd have to he'd have to win out, and then he has points for. But I'd be shocked if he makes it, but. I think a six-one team will sneak in. So that wouldn't that wouldn't that technically mean? I mean, all seven, all the seven wins teams are in. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, scenario, Yeah. Yeah. So if a six-win team, six-win team sneaks in somehow, then I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's like ninety percent for sure. You can't say a hundred, but yeah, if you have seven wins, you're, you're definitely in. It's just a matter of like, cause you're. I mean, I'm looking at Christian's lineup, and it's like, damn. Daniel Jones or Tua, I'd be sick, man. I'd be <laughs> sick to make that decision. <laughs> that sucks. Yo, that yo. Sucks. Why don't you? Why don't, why don't you go get um fucking what's his name from the Vikings? I'd get I was thinking about target. it. I was thinking about it. You know, I'm gonna pick him up right now. Now that you said that before anyone else, <laughs> I was thinking about I mean, it. Shit, like, I have the roster think, space now because everybody on my team has COVID. Matt, Matt picked him up um, uh, actually. And, uh, and y'all, I, I just want to call out the haters, aka Chris, who said, "Why would Nick empty the clip on Derek Carr?" Well, Derek Carr been balling the last few weeks, and I really didn't want to verse him this week. Um, um, you know, he's versing Derek the Fal- he's versing the Falcons and then the Jets. 
Yeah, no, like, I thought pickup. I thought Chris, I thought Christian was gonna jump on that hard. I was like, yo, Chris is gonna spend like at least like 15, 20 trying to get this guy, and I was just and like, I got the money, bro. I, I wish I looked broke at that. Boy. Yeah, but yeah. I I was just like, I can't verse Derek Carr. It'd break my heart to to root against him, so I, I had to pick him up. And honestly, I'll probably start him. I will probably start him because Lamar. Against I think the it's Steelers I think it's the right start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do. Lying I'm not, you, I'm not even joking. Lying to you. No, Lamar's, no, no, Lamar's Lamar been mediocre this season. And you know he he we he struggles against good defenses this season too. I mean the Chiefs are a good defense and they make him look human. Yeah, and they made Derek Carr look elite. I mean he lost yeah. the game, but that's that's what happens when you give Mahomes the ball with under two minutes left. He can't do that. Agree. I think Derek. I think that Derek Carr um, performance he put up is kind of forced because you kind of have to throw the ball if you play the damn. If you play the Chiefs, no matter what you do, you're gonna have you're always gonna be behind and have to throw the fucking ball because that's very true. That's just ha- that's just a must. And and it's kind of like when fucking garbage players play like LeBron or something. They always end up like having career games. It's, it's one of I feel like it's one of those things. Yeah, I mean also too. I, I look at, you look at Mar- Derek Carr is 12, 13, 7 the weeks before these. You know he's been a good real life quarterback, but that don't mean shit. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, but, exactly. but, but you know, the Atlanta defense is just so bad that you have to do it. I yeah, think no, they just I run the that. fucking ball. I think they're gonna just run the ball. They always do, but uh, um, he'll be fine. I I think it's a, a solid start. I saw that too, and I I was I was kind of surprised. Uh, I guess we could talk about that a little bit more for our weekly picks. Um, but just since we're on that topic, I do owe Nick an apology. I guess uh, kind of. Uh, all over Nick, uh, I mean, um, Derek Carr in the beginning of the year. And uh, I said that he wouldn't make it towards to the end of the year. So I apologize <laughs> for that prediction. But yeah, moving I, on. I, I remember. I remember. Don't worry. I'll <laughs> Man, forget. Apologize I, before the season before the season started. Yo, Cam Newton in Vegas would be a big splash. That's my prediction. That's good. This, this is me quoting Gibbs. Cam Newton in Vegas. That's that'd be a big move for the Raiders. M- moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Um, I give Christian a, a ninety a ninety percent uh, shot too. I think that a seven and four. I mean, I think there's a chance he can fall out, but I I, I don't even know if it's really possible. But it's a lot of things would have to go against him. Um, they always do. Team. They so, always do. I mean, this this is this season your luck's changing a bit, but we'll see are, what are happens. Are you kidding me? No way! I lost off a fucking hail mary two weeks ago, and then uh, against Bench Deep. <laughs> I'm up by 46 points. You Tyler Lockett, know. Tyler Lockett I'm, drops 50 on, on fucking Monday or so. Or, so, or I have maybe two players going. Oh, and they, Tyler Lockett has this game, so that's not that's not a, um, out of the question. But I'm not sure if you saw it on the power rankings. You actually would have tied. That Hail Mary did not happen. And oh, that really? Been, oh, okay. That would have been some funny shit. But I also – also that week, though, I had like three or four touchdowns taken away on penalties. One of them was that Devontae Adams one where the fucking lineman – like oh yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's like yeah but uh hey wait i got i got a quick question i got a quick question for uh nick so i was like listening to what you said do you think you think their car is better than cam newton yeah absolutely Absolutely. at this point at this point in their careers yes it's not even a question all right i'm not i'm i don't want to i don't want to get into that but you know yeah because you're wrong that's why but it's fine that's insane that's crazy at this point in their careers, like if you're gonna tell me, give me Derek Carr's MVP season and give me Cam Newton's MVP season, I'm gonna take Cam Newton. But at this point in their careers, when did Derek Carr win an MVP? 
he broke his leg in week 14. He was leading the MVP race. That's the year Matt Ryan won. They lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Derek Carr was leading the MVP race. Don't give me that shit. So I, I can't remember if he was leading the MVP. I'll take his word on that. But he he was definitely the, the Raiders. The, the Raiders went from six and ten to twelve and four, and Derek Carr was at like four thousand yards, and he missed four weeks. Like the guy was balling. Like, but didn't he? Had, he had a receiver though, didn't he? At that time, he, he had Cooper and Crabtree. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, Crabtree. I'll that, give Derek yeah, Carr as soon as Al said that, my eyes went straight to Christian's uh, camera because I wanted to see his reaction. <laughs> we all we all know his uh, his uh, feelings towards Asmari Pooper, as he would say. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has some good receivers, so I'm not surprised. He's a good quarterback with good receivers. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, Cam doesn't, doesn't have shit really to have work with this season. Uh, that's that's. At all. I said it I from day one. It's not Cam's fault right now, but Derek Carr, his receivers. Does he have any real receivers to him right now? He's got uh, Darren yeah, Waller. I don't think he does. He's got Darren yeah, Waller. Besides Waller, and that's there's no elite, so you yeah. got to give him some credit. You got to give him some credit. Um, let's go on. Uh, number five is uh, the highly discussed Sola. Uh, six and five. What would you peg him at, Christian? Uh, let me take a look at his team really quickly. I got it right here. Um. I would say getting DeAndre Swift is a huge boost. Plus, he's got Waller. I think his team's pretty solid, except for um, wide receiver, wide receivers. Um, I'd say I'd, put, I'd give him. Um, I give him like a sixty percent chance. Uh, I, you know, being at six wins is not great um especially because i i do think just to skip ahead i do think Banshee's probably gonna make it uh i actually like phil's chances um and then you know he could get passed up by you uh he could get passed up by uh, a couple different teams here so i think it's a 60 percent. i think he's one of the better teams and that's a playoff hopeful you know from seven like below seven win teams uh but i actually I don't think he's the he has the best team out of out of teams with six wins or less. So I'll, I'll put him at like sixty percent. All right, Nick, what do you think? Um, I'll give him a little higher than sixty percent. I'll give him like seventy-ish. But like Christian's like spot on with like what he said. Like he, he's definitely got a good team that can pop off, right? Because Dalvin Cook can always go for like thirty to forty, and you know the DeAndre Swift trade if he does play this week is huge for him. And like I said before, he's got really good matchups against you this week, but. He's got a 60-70% chance right now. If he doesn't beat you this week, he's got to go against Chris, and that's not an easy matchup to have for anybody. So if he loses this week, his chances are, are slim. I'm going to give him like a 30% if he loses this week. But unfortunately, gives like – I mean, you got your best players, right? You got Chubb and Sanders. Both had really good matchups this week. So I, I think that, you know, you will have a, a nice performance this week. But – it's going to be a good matchup between you. That's the matchup I'm watching the most. Is that that matchup? Yeah. And then, and then the the low the low and co has a banshee would like to say. Yeah, that's a uh, good one too. That's that's a you know double decker swindle waiting to happen. Like, I think yeah. you and Solis teams are actually pretty even. Um, in terms of of, I think your team's probably a little bit better, Gabron, but uh, it's close. So I think this week will determine which one yeah, he's going to get in. It's a big week. Um, I give him like 75%. I just think, 
the, my biggest thing for him, which I hope this week it's true, is the, the injuries. Um, if Swift doesn't play, if Mostar doesn't come back this week, Cook has been, you know, solid, but not his 40-point performance guy. And then the rest of the team is just kind of like, oof, kind of when you look at it um, as a stability-wise and, you know, floor, floor as a production. Um, but I still think he makes it. I think he's good enough. And once those players do come back, this is a totally different team. Like, we're looking at Galladay, uh, uh, Galladay coming back, a Mostart coming back, and a Swift. Now we now still got some options to play with, so... But as of right now, if all these things, if these injury, injured players don't come back, he could be looking at some serious trouble. What do you think, Al? Um, I'm not high on Soul's team. Talk your shit. I, <laughs> I'm going to talk some shit because I'm not going to talk shit about his team. I mean, <laughs> I think his – I just personally think what he had before was better than what he has now before the trades. That's just my opinion. Um, But I do think that his matchups – I'm looking at his matchups right now, and they're not like – I don't know why Jabron. I don't know why you're so scared of the matchup. You have Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Kyler Murray playing New England, Seattle, Jacksonville. I mean, Brandon Cooks against Detroit. I mean, you have pretty nice matchups too. He has a hurt DeAndre Swift, a hurt DJ Chark, Shot Perryman's hurt too. Darren Waller. I don't know how the fuck he scored twenty. I, I was wrong. I admit that one, but I don't. I mean, your team is better than his. I don't see. I don't see how you. I mean, fucking young Hoku, that fucker drops twenty points a game. <laughs> that's the best player on your team, that's man. My MVP. That's, that's my fucking MVP. ridiculous. Fucking <laughs> I get so mad. I was watching the Atlanta game. I'm like, bro, this dude has like five field goals right now. Yeah, I thought I was gonna lose to you because of him when we played. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, like, you, that has more. It's fucking crazy. If you somehow win the whole thing, Gibbs, you gotta buy a young Hoku jersey. Like, I will. I will. I promise you. I will. Uh, gotta put some respect on it. But honestly, <laughs> like you have, and then it's like Justin Jefferson. He's gonna have a good game against the Panthers, in my opinion. That's like one of those like little games where he'll probably have a nice game. But I mean, you, I don't know how you think you're the underdog. Like, how can you explain to me how you think you're the underdog on Sola? I don't, I don't see it at all. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I didn't really say. Uh, I mean, I'm. Heading in, I'm not extremely confident. Like, if he gets Swift playing to the uh, back and then Mostart plays this week, you know, his running backs alone, those three are better. Um, I mean, all three of those guys, because... all three of those guys are probably going to outscore Miles Sanders, so. Maybe, yeah, very <laughs> possible. So, uh, you know, especially the way Wentz is playing, but, you know, and then you know, it's, it's a toss-up right now. It really is. I mean, fantasy is a toss-up for the most part, but uh, I'm not saying I don't have a shot or anything at all, you know, I've, but it's uh, it all depends on his injuries. Like, I'll feel better if a couple of those guys are sitting out, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, moving on to Ban, what do you guys give the five and six Ban who's currently in the sixth seed? So that means he has the points for a tiebreaker over all of the other five, six teams. Want to leave it off, Christian? Yeah, I think he's going to make it. Um, I, I will give him – uh, better odds than I, I give Sola. I, I think I'll probably give him like a 80%. Um, his running back, he's got a legit running back one and running back two. He's got a legit wide receiver one and wide receiver two. You know, Lockett and Fuller are not the best, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two combo in the league, but they are more than serviceable. Um, and it's the same thing with his running backs. Like he's just solid. 
Um, Tannehill is, you know, he's not the sexiest, but he's solid. I mean, I just everywhere you look on this guy's team is just from from quarterback down to to wide receiver is solid. Um, and Bucker's a legend, uh, but you know, tight end Jimmy Graham is always, you know, never it feels good to play Jimmy Graham. Jameson Crowder is also because he's on the Jets. Marquise Brown sucks. Uh, Philip Lindsay is, is hit or miss, but I think overall his team is solid, and I think that shows through with the, the points for it. Um, I think he's going to make it. I think he has one of the better teams uh, out of the playoff hopefuls, so I'll give him I'll give him eighty percent. What do you think, Mick? I I don't mean Banshee have this this beef going on this season, but uh, this is this is coming from an unbiased spot. I think. I'm going to give him a, 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 a 50, maybe a 55 because Christian's right. Right. He's just got solid players, right? Like Derrick Henry, obviously I think Derrick Henry is the only player on his team that like other than Tyler Lockett that can really go off, right. That can really get you like 30 points, maybe even closer to 40. Um, everyone else is going to get you that 15 to 20, which is obviously enough to win. If everybody drops you 15 points, you know, you're looking at like 130 points, which is really great. But his matchups aren't tremendous. Like Tannehill and Derrick Henry have diverse the Colts defense, which is a legitimate defense. Like I think oh, they're, yeah, the, they're no joke. They're, they're, they're no the joke. they're the second best behind the Steelers because the Steelers defense is just like the best like by far. But they're right there, like you know, next on the tier list of defenses. And you know, you look at Ola. O- Ola's been hurt. Um, I mean, he's got Eckler in the flex. I don't know if Eckler's actually coming back this week. I haven't really looked into it, but. I, I can see Banshee not having an amazing week this week. I can see him putting up like maybe like 105, 110. And Ola's capable of doing that, um, you know, with his hurt play, even with, with Eckler being out again. Like he's got he's got serviceable players that can give him close to what Banshee's probably going to drop this week, if I had to guess. And, you know, we said, I said it earlier, they're both five and six. And whoever loses this can only get six wins. And that makes a, you, it puts you in a really tough spot trying to get in with that like seventh or eighth seed with only six wins. Cause you're going to have people like Phil and Gabron and Luigi all pressing six wins, you know, by the end of the season, potentially it's going to really like make a tight race. He's got decent points for, but if Phil wins out, like Phil's killing it in points for like, you know, climbing the ranks the last few weeks. So if he can't get to that six, that if he doesn't win this week, I, I don't think he makes it. I really don't. I think if he does not beat Ola this week, he's out. Um, since we're on this, I think I should have, this would have been a good idea while we're doing this. And since we're talking about the person's matchup, uh, let's give our picks while we go over these teams. So since you went over the Ola matchup, um, him and Ola this week, who, who, who's your pick for the week between them? I'll, I'll give it to, it's tough, man. Cause, Cause Ola has Russell Wilson, so even if Lockett has a big day, that means Wilson has a big day. I'll give it to Ola. I'll give it to Ola by like five points at most. I'll give I'll give Ola the win, um, even without Eckler playing. I'll give him I'll give him the win because he's gonna put Slayton in there, and I think the Giants can really like actually do good uh, this week against the Bengals. So I'll, I'll give it to Ola. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that's a, a good way to do it um, as yeah. we're doing it? Or do you guys want to just do the picks after in a separate? No, I think it's good, yeah. Right, I mean, you're gonna, but you're going to run into, you know, we're going to get to Ola later, and we already did it, so. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, um, all right, so, Christian, since we, um, you went first, so you, who, who's your pick for that? 
Um, man, the the indie defense is a good point because I, you know, part of me never wants to fully accept that how good indie's defense is. It's like I see indie's defense, I'm like, oh, it's a good defense, but like you know, they could slip up and they never do. So you know, having his top two guys going against them and Russ has a great matchup. Mm. I think it's going to be a really close one. I think it's going to be the same as how Ola and my, my matchup was this week, where I won by, like, three. Uh, I think Bench people win by a very small margin. Um, but then there's a part of me in the back of my mind where it's, like, every time I look at Ola's team since he's been in this league, I'm like, this guy's team is dog shit. And he just always makes the playoffs. So uh, I think it's going to be the probably the closest game of the week, and I'm going to – I just said Bench Steve has a really good shot, so I'm going to stick with him. I think he wins this one by less than five points. All right. Um, Al, what do you give Ben's percentage chances to make the playoffs? And who do you pick between him and Olo this week? Mm, I'd probably say if anybody's going to sneak in, it'll probably be him if he had six wins. Or... I agree. Because he'll, he'll probably get six wins. And for sure. And I think he's going to win this week just because, like, I mean, I think he's going to kill uh, Ola, honestly. Because what Cooper Cup dropped, like, fucking 40 points last week. It's not going to happen again. I don't think that'll happen again. Well, this this last week. But he has Tannehill, Derrick Henry. I mean, I know Indy's defense good, but I don't think he's going to be uh, – I don't think he's going to be too much of – a hassle for Derrick Henry to still have his touchdown and probably at least 70 rushing yards. So he's going to have He's going to have to, a lot's going to have to happen for Ola to win this game. A lot of people are going to have to fold and, and flop for him to win this game. So I think Banshee wins this game and kind of sits him well for the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a big win for him. Uh, for me, Ben, I think, uh, you know, uh, I give him maybe like fifth, 60 percent uh he, he has a solid team like christian said um but there's just there was there's weeks where if he doesn't have a couple of papa like his his floor is kind of low with some of these guys dark henry's hit or miss Tannehill has been kind of suspect outside of last week on um, the past month and um lockett has been really like boom or bust uh like really really bad Crowder is not the same player he's been since he's came back, and the rest of the um, wide receiving core has gotten healthy. Shout out Al with the Mims pickup. I, I think that's a solid pickup. I think he's a good player. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think he has it, but I, I don't think it's a – like, I could see him losing out easily, and I could also see him winning the next two games. He also faces Nick next week. So this is a, this is a big win for him. He needs to get this win this week. Uh, if he doesn't, then his chances really slip up. Um, for the pick, I'm going to go with Ola just because I think Gallman's going to have a big game. I think if Eckler comes out and he plays this week, I think he's going to be really good um, as well. I think he's going to get a lot of PPR points. And Russ, I think Russ is just going to go off against Philly on Monday night. So that's my pick. Um, next about up, yeah, and no, I think that's going to be a huge – that's going to be the matchup, really, for Ola. As always, it's usually Russell Wilson. All right, moving on, the seventh spot here, I think um, I think froze, but I think that's, um, that might be Steven. 
let's just go with Steven. That, the seven spots you... actually Matt. Oh Matt. All right. So what do you what do yeah, you Yeah, I get them confused too. Um <laughs> <laughs> Matt's chances. Um let me let me just pull up the straight up matchup. It's Matt versus Steven, so they're probably back to back in the standings. Can you confirm that, Nick? Yeah, they are. They're seven. So, I mean we can just you know, it's actually pretty convenient. Um sorry, I'm like looking for him and I can't find him. What's his team name? Ridley's Believe It or Ridley's Not or Flex Execution. At the bottom. Um, what do I think of Matt's chances? Uh, they're certainly better than Stevens. Um, that I've thought since the beginning. I think Matt has a – I think he's one of those teams for me who's on the outside looking in. Um, I think he's one of the ones that I'll give a 50% chance to, maybe like 49%. Like I – I, I don't think he'll get in, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I think his, his team is good enough to make it, but I don't think he's in the – I think he's right in the, like, the middle of the, the playoff hopefuls in terms of how good his team is. Brady's very hit or miss at this point in his career. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is just uh, one of those guys, like I was saying before, first-round pick. Not the production you'd expect to see from a guy you put that draft capital into that early just because, you know, that team throws a lot and his usage isn't – you know, Derrick Henry level. Um, Kalen Ballage, I mean, the Chargers are are all over the place with their their backfield. His receivers are, are stacked, though. I mean, Godwin and Ridley are, are a disgusting combo. Henry's a good tight end. Giants defense, believe it or not, is not that bad. Um, I, I think his team is a step below Banch Deeps, uh, a, a pretty solid step below Banch Deeps, but it's not terrible. I think he beats Steven this week, which is going to give him uh, a really big boost. And then from there, he's taken on Imran, which is a, generally a tough matchup. But Imran's team has been kind of on a, a decline a little bit. Um, I think he's I think he's going to have to win out. I think he can. I don't think it's the most likely scenario. So I'll give him like 49% chance. All right, Nick, what do you think? Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You made your pick. You said Matt. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you also want to give um, Steven since they're back-to-back? Do you want to give Steven's chances as well? I, I, I put Steven at, like, uh, for me, Steven's, like, maybe 20%. He's at the bottom of points for He went crazy with trades this year. Uh, I was saying earlier that, you know, I think he got inspired by all the trading that I, I pulled off last year, and he was like, you know, I'm going to go all money ball and do the same shit this year. But he got – he lost his damn mind with some of these trades towards the end. Like, at first it was looking good. It was making sense. And then he just got – he got too happy with it. And now his team is, is – I mean, Cam Newton, fantasy-wise, you didn't know. You should not know. Um, Montgomery, as your running back one or, or two – I mean, he's a, he's a running back two, like low end. Yeah. Uh, Savannah Bed, not great, especially with Gaskin coming back soon. Julio Jones, you know how I feel about him. The guy just doesn't get touchdowns. Um, Terry McLaurin is, is good. I had Gasicki. I dropped him. He's been dog shit. Robinson has no quarterback. I mean, this team just has – there's not much there. I don't, I don't think – I don't even know what his – let me see what his bench out looks looking like. I don't know why Deontay Johnson's not in there for him right now. I don't know. I don't think he has enough. I'd say 20%. Okay. Nick, what do you think? I'll Starting off, off from that, uh, yeah. I I think I think Matt wins this week. 
Um, it says Stevens is projected to beat him by like 0.5. I don't know where these points are coming from to Steven because Christian said it like there's just it's just not anything like there's no like he's got like high floor, low ceiling on all these players like they'll get 10, you know, 15. Like I can't maybe McLaurin has a big day. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like the Alex Smith didn't really look amazing last week against the, the Bengals. So, and the, the Cowboys are, you know, apparently resurging with Dalton back at quarterback. So I'll give Matt the win this week. And it, since I'm giving him the win, I'm going to give him like a 65% chance to make the playoffs. Um, he versus Imran. Um, I was confident I was going to beat Imran uh, two weeks ago because I really thought his team was just really taking a knockdown. But Kamara said, fuck you and gave him three touchdowns. And, you know, that, that's, you know, always going to be a really easy week to win when, you know, you get three touchdowns from one player. But I like Matt's receivers receivers a lot. Um, his biggest thing is going to hinge on Tom Brady. Tom Brady has looked very, very dysfunctional the last few weeks. Like, he just doesn't really, like, have – you know, okay, he had 32 against Carolina, but, like, he had two against New Orleans. He had 12 against the Rams. Now he goes versus the Chiefs. Like, that's, you know, like, I, I know Derek Carr just carved them up, but, like, they see the Chiefs twice a year. Like, Tom Brady, like, never sees the Chiefs. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, that If Brady has good games, I think Matt can win out very easily. But that, that's going to go down to, like I said, I'll give him a 65% chance to make it. Steven, uh, you should start Deontay Johnson. I don't know why he's on the bench. You start your studs. That's the number one rule of fantasy football. You start your players. Shout out to Al. Didn't start to Sean Watson. Now look at him. So you start, <laughs> you start your studs. You get them out there because they're going to get you their points. At the end of the season, they're going to have a total amount of fantasy points. And you got to take the good weeks with the bad weeks. Like, okay, like he gets you a low points here, but he'll get you high points here. So you got to play him, in my opinion. But I'll give Steven like a 30%. If he can somehow pull a win off against Matt, like if Matt's team just shits the bed here, it puts him in a really decent spot because he'll be at six and six with a lot of other teams. And he versus who's he versus? He versus you, Gibbs, the last week. Yep. Looking yeah, to knock him out. So if, if you don't beat Solo this week, and you know, he he could win out and get seven wins and he could be right there. So I'll give him I'll give him like 30, 30% for Steven. What do you think, Al? Um, I'm not really a fan of Steven just because I feel like he just does way too much. He just does way too much. He's just it's ridiculous. I mean, he, I'm going to tell you about a trade he tried to do with me. Like, what was it, yesterday? He tried to get, like, he wanted – who the fuck did he want? He wanted – he wanted Mike Evans and um, um, Ronald Jones, and he was, like, offering me – let me see who he has. I think he was offering me Deontay. I don't know why he doesn't like him anymore. And I was like – I'm not doing that. He was offering me Deontay and Cam Makers. So he's just going trade crazy right now. I feel like he's just not he's not happy with his team. So he hasn't so I don't feel like the confidence is there. Uh, I think Matt will win this week, but I think he's trying to find a way to make his team stronger. So we'll see. Maybe he makes a move. I would make the trade, but I, I wanted another player. So I might still make that trade. Depending That's not on a bad offer. It's not. It's not a bad offer, but for me, I just, I just wouldn't want to trade. I wouldn't want. I wanted Allen Robinson too. That's. I mean, I know that's a lot, but I just, I just think I'm giving him a good week if he has both my my uh, Ronald Jones and Mike Evans. I'm giving him a chance to win. So 
He has to pay the cost. I agree, Al. I agree. You, I think you should stand pat. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think you should stand pat right there. But yeah, yeah I mean, it sounds like... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, he... He wants to win this week. He needs. He kind of need, needs to win this week. So I, I was just trying to make him give me something more than what he wants to give for one for for a week of a win. So I think he's not. I, I think he doesn't think he's gonna win this week. So I can't give him the win. Um, he'll probably it'll be it'll be a lucky win if he does win. But we'll see. I mean, you never know. Julio could go off and. He still has he still has Terry and Allen Robinson who can play a good game. So we'll see what he does. Yeah, that's that's the strength of Steven's team is his wide receivers. Um, he will win and die by them. Um, I give Matt. That's why I didn't want Matt really to, uh, especially now looking at his schedule to end the year. I, I mean, I really didn't want him to win last week. I think I uh, give Matt one of the better shots. Uh, maybe at like 55, 60% chance of winning, um, of making the playoffs. I think he wins this week. Uh, I would prefer Steven to win this week because um, the tiebreaker, I can get that tiebreaker over Steven. But I give Steven like a 20% chance. I never really liked this team. Um, like I've, I said at the beginning a couple of weeks ago, it just doesn't – nothing pops out against me. Uh, I keep forgetting about the Chicago running back he got. That that will help him if he could come back this week. If he does, that might be a different story. But I, I think most weeks he, he doesn't do enough to win. Like, his team – I haven't seen his team pop off as a whole in a long time. So, um, I don't give him that much – that high of a chance. All right. So, next up, uh, number nine is me. Uh what do you think? What's the percentage for you, Christian? Zero. Sorry. Um, <laughs> damn, I, I predicted the, the matchup song. I pulled up Luigi and Alex. I thought that was what was next. Um, you're versus Sola. That's a, that's a huge matchup. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, I'm going gonna, gonna to put you at like 45%. Um, Kyler Murray is the I mean he's the best fantasy quarterback in football. And to be quite frank, um, he, I, when I was preparing for the draft this year, I had one of two routes in mind. There was a world where I was going to reach for Kyler Murray. Um, maybe not even reach, but I, I was going to try and snag him in like round 5 or 6. Um, and I went with Diggs instead, which worked out. Or I was going to wait on quarterback and just play the, the rotation game like I've been doing. Um, but Murray was my guy. Like I was, if I was picking a quarterback, if I wasn't waiting on quarterback, it was Murray is who I wanted all the way. I think he's amazing. I think he's going to take your team. He's, he's going to be one of the guys that gets you there if you do get there. Miles Sanders, though, is just not it, you know? And listen, you know, neither is Mixon, but, you know, Sanders is not it. Chubb is great, though. I think your, your biggest issue is your wide receivers. I actually liked Brandon Cooks coming into the season. Um, he didn't start off great, but he's showing it now that he's, you know, the guy's, you know, a bona fide uh, uh, thousand-yard receiver. Um, and he plays like it some weeks. Jefferson's hit or miss. I, I think you need, I need, you need receiver help big time. Um, and it's a receiver's league. I mean, I think my team kind of proves that this year, um, especially since we do full PPR. So 
I don't like your chances, but I don't think you're out of it. I, I think you're very much in the hunt. Um, so I said 45%. I don't, I don't have you in my, if I had to pick three teams from the playoff hopefuls, I, you know, I wouldn't pick your team, but you're just like Matt, you're one of those teams. I wouldn't be surprised if you did make it. Um, whereas like with Steven, I would be shocked if Steven made it. And no offense, Al, if you made it, I would be shocked. Um, <laughs> no, I, w- I would too. Trust me. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think you'll win this week. Um, um, yeah, I think you'll win this week. I think Solo's too banged up with Chark and Swift. I don't, you know, I think Kyler is a step ahead of Josh Allen. Uh, who's well, what what if Solo's healthy this week? What if all Solo's players are good to go? I still think that, um, I still think I give it to Gabron because, you know, Chark's got Mike Glennon in there now. Uh, you know, I, it's hard to be inspired about a Jets player at all. Um, so even though your wide receivers aren't great, I think they're good enough to, to beat Solas. Um, I think he, the running backs are, are decently even. Um, but I, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be Murray who puts you over the, the, the edge here. Um, and I think, you know, Chubb will, will help a lot too. But it's going to be a close one. But I, I'm going to give it to him. All right, Nick, what do you think? All right, so I said it before, 0%. Now, I'm actually going to give Gibbs uh, 100% because he hasn't missed a playoff since, like, you know, Vietnam or something like that, some crazy stat like that. Uh, now, realistically, I'll, I'll put you around Christian's number. I'll put you, like, 40%. Um, this week is a big tell for you. Uh, winning this week goes a long way because we talked about Steven's team a second ago, and we all kind of agreed, like, it's not really the best team. Um, nothing really special about it other than his receivers, and, you know, unless they all go off. Um, it's not really that great for him. So if you can beat Sola this week, I think you get the seven wins. Um, and I think you solidify your playoff spot. So I'm going to say Sola wins this week. Um, unfortunately for you, I think he will win. I think there's a reason he's, uh, you know, he was winning a lot early and it wasn't just Dalvin cook going 40 points every week. Cause he only did that for two weeks and, you know, Sola's got six wins. So, you know, those other four wins didn't just come out of nowhere. Uh, Mike Davis helped him those weeks. So he doesn't have that. That's what kind of why I feel like he's been falling off is because Mike Davis, uh, you know, regressed in his points. And, you know, I, I will say that he'll win based on matchups, but obviously like it's fantasy football, anything can happen. It won't be by a lot. I think he wins by under 10 points. Okay. Uh, Al, what do you think? Um. I think that you have a good shot of making playoffs. I like your team, actually. Uh, only thing is, is your receivers. Mike Williams, I don't know. It's like I would kind of be annoyed to have to start him. I don't know how he's been playing, though, but. Um, that's, that's, that might be an issue there, right? If you don't <laughs> make that comment. No, nah, I'm just saying, I don't know. Like, I would, your receivers are probably, like, your weakest point. I like your running backs. I feel like Miles Sanders would probably have a, a good game against the Seahawks, and Nick Chubb is obviously going to have a good game because it's Nick Chubb. But if Sola, if Dalvin Cooks drops 40 again, you're done. I mean, if Dalvin Cooks does anything that he normally does, that he's normally been doing, you're probably going to lose. But his receivers are all banged up, man, and the, he, they won't be playing the same. I mean, they won't be playing the same type of football when, when they're hurt. It's not like, you know, it's not 
then DJ Chark, he doesn't have a quarterback. Perryman's on the Jets and DeAndre Swift. I don't even is DeAndre Swift even even playing this week? We find, out, we find out tomorrow. Uh yeah, he does have Frank Gore though, so I mean maybe he'll plug him. <sighs> don't get me but... started on that shit, man. I fucking mocha. You know, I went to I, I went to sleep last night. I saw Michael P Ryan. He's put on the IR or some shit like that. So I was like, all right, I don't got any money, but you know, no one's gonna pick up Frank Gore. I could I could wake right. up at seven a.m. pick him up. And you know, I wake up seven a.m. I go on fantasy and I fucking Sola picks him up at three thirty nine a.m. for zero dollars. <laughs> like, how hard do you got to sweat? Because the 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 waivers unlock at three a.m. like a little bit after three a.m. Like he set an alarm. Like a hundred percent. I was I was pissed. Uh, I you woke up. But uh, he, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he picked up Cole Beasley too. So it's like, I don't know. I think I think it's a pretty even. I, it could go either way, in my opinion, this game right here. It can go either way. But it's a big game for you, but not really a – Sola can still make playoffs if he loses this game. So, it's for you, it's pretty huge. We'll see what happens. I mean, Kyler Murray should have a big game against New England. And so, yeah. I don't know. It's tough, yeah, it's, man. Yeah, it's, it's a big week. It's a big week for me. Um, obviously, I'm going to roll with me for this. Um, I'm going to give myself – I'm, I won't give myself a number, but, um, you know, I'm not as I'm, – I'm getting a little nervous that that playoff streak is going to finally end, which I don't want it to. Um, but just quickly, uh, my wide receivers, I know all you guys keep bragging. It's not that bad. Like, having Cooks and Jefferson have, no, not, is, not. Has, is, are solid one and twos. They're not, the, they're not great, but they're really both, like, really two solid wide receivers, twos. I think Jefferson's now at that point where I could rely on him uh, most weeks. Cooks, I can I can rely on Cooks for at least around 13 to 15 points as a floor every week. Um, I think his value goes up moving forward with the two injuries, this Kenny Stills and Cobb. So you know, I don't think it's that bad. Obviously, it's not that's not my usual type of wide receivers I have, but uh, that's just how the way the draft went and Ty was a major bust for me. Um, moving on, I think uh, Lou Lou is the next. Um, than uh, the spot under. What do you guys give Lou? Lou, Lou. Oh, man. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think his receivers are great, but then the rest of that team is is not anyone you can rely on. You can't rely on Carson Wentz. You can't rely on Evan Ingram. You can't rely on Sterling Shepard. We all know that. You can't rely on Todd Gurley. We all know that. Um, Chris Carson solid player he took him pretty early i think justifiably because he had to he, he took a wide receiver and pick five or whatever it was um but carson's been banged up so i i don't i think lou probably has like a 30 percent chance 35 percent chance maybe um and i don't think he wins this week i think al's gonna beat him um i'll take I, that i'll yeah, take that you're you're going to lose the receiver matchup, I think, pretty hard, especially if Mike Evans has a, a bust week, which, you know, he's very boomer bust. Um, yeah. But I think you just uh, – I think your team's just a little bit stronger this week. You're just – overall talent, I think you, you, you best him here. Um, so I think with a loss this week and then – well, you know, Luigi's going to beat me in week 14. That's that's a guarantee. But he's going to need a, a lot to go his way. Um, so I don't think he makes it. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna give Lou. I mean, I, I was I was hyping Lou's team up last week because he was you know on a 
his team was resurging, right? Like they were getting better. He was getting healthy. Um, I think this is a close matchup between him and Al. I, like there is no real clear cut winner. I think it's going to be a, a five to 10 point difference. Whoever wins. Um, I'm going to give it to Lou just because I think that, you know, he like, like Christian said, he's winning the wide receiver matchup like big time. I, I think Michael Thomas will have a really good game. Um, Taysom Hill's second week at quarterback. I think Keenan Allen is going to be big if the Chargers want to beat the Bills. And just Todd Gurley and Chris Carson are just solid running backs. Um, you know, Ronald Jones is is up and down. You know, other than that, like, 90-yard touchdown run, like, two weeks ago, he really wasn't doing much that game, and he didn't really do much uh, this week against the Rams. So it's it's going to be an interesting uh, week for this matchup. I, I will give it to Lou like I said, five to 10 point difference, but I'll give it to Lou. And then if he wins this week, he's in a pretty good chance to, to beat Christian. Cause you know, Christian just loses everybody. Apparently, at least if you ask Christian, who's going to win, uh, he's not going to lose. So, losing up. <clears throat> so yeah, so we'll, I'll, I'll give Lou like 40. I'll put the same as you, Cabral. I'll put him like 40%. Oh, don't put that garbage in the same category as me. <laughs> he's also got a Raider oh. on, 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 he's got a Raider on his team. So I got to like it more. The kicker. <laughs> uh, what do you think? You think your cousin's got a shot? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of scared to play him this week because he kind of he, he gets lucky, man. So, I mean, he does have JD McKissick. I think you guys forgot about that. I think he'll he'll plug. <laughs> no, him I, in. I don't know. But I mean, he he can just put put him on the. I mean, why would you not put him at the slot? That's what I would do. Why would he put Stanley Shepard? That's stupid. But if I was him, I'd put JD McKissick at slot and Ben Sterling Shepard. Um, but he has a shot to win and he has a shot to make playoffs if he does win, but I'd give him like 30%, 30% chance, honestly, because I don't know if he's going to win out. He might, I think I'll beat him this week and then it's going to be, if he wins that game, he might make playoffs. He has to have, he has to get seven wins. He has to beat me and then beat the next player for him to be competitive. So I'll give him 30%. That's only if he beats me. So we'll see. Okay. Um, Yeah, I give Lou. um, Lou was my pick a couple weeks ago when we first did it. And um, because of how his team was getting healthy uh, the week before, two weeks ago, it didn't pan out at all for him. Um, Injuries have been a major factor for him. I give him 30% now because he didn't get that win last week. Uh, I think Al's going to win. I just think that's how it's going to roll. Um, and he's rolling out Carson Wentz. Like, I know he's facing the Seahawks, but the Seahawks looked good last um, last time they played against uh, um, against um, the Cardinals. And you know, I think maybe that carries over. They made that big um, signing with Dunlap. I think he added some juice to that defense, and they're getting pressure to the quarterbacks. And we know that the the line can't hold up for like more than a second for Carson Wentz. So I think that's going to be a big uh, a big thing. Um, but yeah, I think Al wins, and and just off the the take, I don't think Sterling Shepard's a horrible play at flex. I think he's solid, um, so I don't mind that there. But um, I just think him having Carson Wentz and his QB is that's that's just a downfall for him. All right, fellas. Next up, um, if anyone has it up, ESPN kind of froze for me, but I think that might be Phil at number ten. I would guess. Um, what do you guys give Phil's chances? Starting with me, huh? Phil oh. is going to make the playoffs. 
<laughs> the fuck out I, of here. I, I think that he has the best team out of the playoff hopefuls. I think up there with Van Sheep. Aaron Rodgers is really good. He's very solidly back to plug and play, must start, lock in quarterback one. Um, Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver, second best wide receiver in football. Um, behind your father. Yes, behind my daddy. Um, Travis Kelsey is an elite tight end. We all know that. Chiefs defense is really good. I think the issues with Phil's team is, you know, why are you starting two <laughs> Steelers wide receivers? Um, it's working think, out for him. Yeah, I guess so, because that, that offense is so high-powered. It, it just seems weird to me. But I, strangely, his weird his weak, his weakness is running back, which at the beginning of the season, I hit him up multiple times because he had, you know, tons of running back options. He had uh, Joshua Kelly with Austin Eckler getting hurt. He had Fournette get picked up by the Bucks. Um, he had uh, he had Jonathan Taylor with, with fucking Marlon Mack going down. And he had Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs has played fantasy-wise like a running back too most of the season. The vast majority of the season. Like 75% of the season, Josh Jacobs has been a running back too. For a guy that was picked ninth, that sucks. Leonard Fournette is not even a running back too. Um, and then Daryl Henderson was a running back too. He's not getting the volume anymore. And he dropped a dud two points. That that backfield's looking worse than ever in terms of mixing it up. Jarek McKinnon with Moster coming back. Yeah, you know, his running backs are, are real weak. But that being said, I think Jacobs gets enough uh, you know, carries every week to at least keep him competitive. Um, and his wide receivers are really good. His tight end is elite and his quarterback's elite. So I think he makes it. I, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him an 85 percent chance. I think he's one of uh, the three playoff hopefuls that I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick. Wow. Uh, okay, Nick. I'm pr- what do you I'm, think? I'm pretty sure Christian's just trying to work his reverse magic voodoo here, where he, you know, like he says he's gonna lose that way he wins. I mean, tell me, he, tell me what I'm wrong about about what I just said. Looking at no, it, no, you're, you're, everyone else's. You're not. No, you're not. He he definitely has made really good trades. He definitely swindled Steven out of out of uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't remember the specifics of the trade, but you know I, I get where Steven was going for in that trade because Jonathan Taylor was looking like he was you know with Marlon Mack getting hurt, it looked like he was going to be a great running back one option. And I don't know what they're doing in Indianapolis, whether like he's hurt and they're trying to rest. I don't know what's going on, but Jonathan Taylor is not being unleashed the way he should be. So. Phil wins that trade. I think I said Phil wins that trade because I would – the way Patrick Mahomes is playing football and the way he plays football his whole career, I would want Tyreek Hill every year because it's just – even, you know, I, I think when we first had the trade, Christian said, like, oh, like he's kind of inconsistent. Like, he's 40 points here, but then he's, like, you know, 5 to 10 here. But I mean, he was Lockett before Lockett, you know? Right. He, he's very consistent this year. Like, yeah. Very, very consistent. Yeah. And, you know, and he, he hasn't even had those 40-point games, but it's okay because he's just been so solid, like, with 20 points here and there. You know, I watched the Raiders-Chiefs game, and, and he got on one drive, he got six catches. Like, it was fucking insane. Like, I was like, that's insane. Like, that's literally six points just for catches. But you're right. I, I like Christian, uh, Christian. I agree with Christian. I'm going to give Phil, like, a 60%. Because um, he, he even if he wins out, other people need to lose. Like he needs certain things to fall his way. It's not like if he wins out, he wins it. Um, it does need to go his way. And, you know, Josh Jacobs has been a running back too, but unlike most other running backs, he's actually been healthy all season. 
So, you know, your best ability is your availability sometimes. So I would take Josh Jacobs in a lot of ways. Hello to Mario Cooper. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think Phil can definitely win out. But, like I said, it's just things have to go his way, so I won't give him as high of a percentage as Christian. I'll give him a 65. All right, now, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I give him – I mean, he'd have to win out. He'd have to beat me, which I, I, I don't think is going to happen. I got to be real. I think I went out. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But his team is nice. I mean, his team is scary. If he makes it, it's like, shit, he can upset a lot of people and he can make a run. Um, he just has all the fucking receivers, and it's ridiculous. I don't know how he end up, ends up with – and he even has Antonio Brown. I mean, he – like, receiver-wise, he's up there. But at the same time, I think his point production last week wasn't as much as I thought it was going to be because, I don't know, I just I just thought he was going to score a lot more. So he has a chance. I mean, I think because Claypool and Juju didn't score that much. And they didn't have a very good game, so if so, he's in a position where if his receivers do bad, then he's fucked. He's kind of fucked. I mean, is Travis Kelsey gonna drop twenty every week? I mean, I don't know. He did it against Las Vegas, New, the Jets, and the Panthers. That's what he averages. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll give him that. I mean, yeah, he did it against Buffalo. I mean, he's he's done it like pretty consistently, so. We'll see against Tampa Bay. That's a little tougher of a matchup. Tyreek Hill, he's going to – I don't know. It just depends. But if it looks of it matchup-wise, he should win. But he can lose this game. This is a real yeah. tough game for him. Yeah, for sure. It's a tough game for him. Because it's like – it's probably his biggest competition in the, is this game. If he wins yep. this game, it's like kind of like a litmus test for his team to see like, like how strong they are. So, I got him – if he wins out, yeah, he, and he makes the playoffs – I'll give him like a 60% to do that because okay. he has points and, you know, six wins gets you in, in my opinion. So he'll be the sneak in. He has the best chance of sneaking in of, of anybody else, in my opinion. Surprisingly, that's like a comeback story, man. That's crazy. Own seven. It is a comeback. Also, a thing yeah. to consider before we move on is he has the highest points for out of, um, you know, any team with, you know, five wins or less. Yeah, so, he, yeah. Uh, as of now, he does. He's uh, climbing the board. Um, I give Phil, though, like a 30% chance. Uh, I like his team a lot. I just think there's too much things that need to go his way, and I I don't think it happens. Um, this week against Imran's a big matchup, like you guys are saying. Uh, a couple of key things I just want to quickly point. He's got, you know, his team is a, consisted of mainly just like Tampa Bay Buck players and Kansas, uh, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh players and Kansas City players. Now, that that's about like five or six players alone there. If they both go either way, so Tampa, I mean, Pittsburgh is facing Baltimore. What if Baltimore comes out and makes like a big statement and shuts out Pittsburgh after Pittsburgh beat them a couple of weeks ago? There goes Juju and Clay, uh, Claypool's value. What if Tampa exactly. bounces back in a big way because they got embarrassed um, last week on Monday Night Football? And uh, and they shut down Kansas City, you know, which is you know, you know, it's unlikely. But what if that happens? And his whole team is his team is done. It's, it's capped for that week. So this is that's like those are some key points to to pay attention to for this week. I do think he beats. Um, I don't think that those those things happen though. I do think he um, beats Imran, but I think he loses to Al to miss the playoffs because he was 
he wanted Al on his um schedule for since week one. He kept, yeah, you know, that's he said, oh, that's going to be my only win. Yo, you better put that shit back on. He was begging for Al, and Karma's going to come come around, and he's going to lose to Al, and he's going to miss the playoffs because of that. That's my prediction. <laughs> so, um, just on your point, though, about, you know, having a bunch of Steelers and Chiefs players, if there were two teams in the NFL who I wanted to stack players for, those are probably the two teams because those are, like, the two best offenses. Yeah. I'm I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just saying based on him having those, like six of those players and they're both facing really top level opponents this week. Like that could that. be they they could be though and I could see a bounce back performance and I could see them trying to make a statement to show that they're still they're still relevant or you know they're not they're not a pushover or they're legit. So I could see them trying to come out and make a statement. And I could see the Ravens especially with this extra 3 days um to get themselves back together and prepared. Um, I, I could see them trying to make a um, a statement win too, um, and all of that we passed up on Ola. Um, I, you know, we're kind of running really long here, so just quickly, what are pro- project uh, probabilities for Ola making the playoffs? I'm gonna put Ola. I'm just gonna make it easy and just give Ola just a straight up 50% chance because it's the same thing every year with him. Is I don't like his team, but he always finds a way to make it. He always finds a way to stay in games. Like he almost came back and beat me. I mean, uh, Russ has been has been good. <sighs> He's just, I don't know, he has, he, he never has sexy names, but there are guys who situationally, week to week, they get the job done. So I, I, I'm going to give him 50% chance. I I don't know what to do with this guy. He just always sounds <laughs> All right, and then you picked uh, you picked him losing this week. Um, so Nick, what do you what do you uh, what do you give him? Uh, well, I picked him winning this week, so I'm actually going to give him like a 55. I give him just over 50 percent because even if he wins this week, he gets the six wins. But you know that's not enough because he doesn't have the points um, as other people have. So he's got to win again next week, and I don't think he has a great match. Oh, he versus James, and I think he loses to James. So I think he's going to finish the season at six and seven. And I think he'll miss the playoffs, um, you know, but, you know, things can happen, right? You know, when you verse James, your players all play better because, you know, just no, no defense. I, I ended that. Yeah, you ended that. But, you know, it may have just been a fluke. It may come back this week and next week. But, you know, like <clears throat> he, I think he'll beat Banshee this week, but I think he'll lose to James next week. But he could beat James. And, you know, these people who we say are going to get the six wins like Phil, like if Phil loses one game, that's it. He's not getting the six wins. So yep. at six wins, Ola could still make the playoffs just based on who's out there at six wins with him. So 55%, I'll give him. What do you think, Al? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like if he does make it in, it's, his team isn't that strong. He's like Cooper Cubs and Patrick, Wayne Gallman, Kenyon Drake, who kind of like splits carries, I think, still with Edmonds in a way. But – uh yeah, he might make it in. I'll give him like forty percent. Give him a forty percent chance just because the odds of him winning out is is well if he gets seven wins, maybe. Yeah, but I don't think he wins this week. Uh even though he has Russell Wilson, so I think it's gonna be hard for him to get in. And he's 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 trying to put in Austin Eckler, which I don't even think he's playing, so it's kinda like going to be tough for him to get in the playoffs in my opinion i give him like i give him like a 40 like if he wins this week probably 
40% chance. But I feel like he's going to be one of those, those sad stories that just doesn't make it because the team just kind of, like, deteriorated in a way. Then he, he started off pretty strong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. he had the easy – he has e- he had an easy schedule for those wins. Um, yeah, he started three and zero. Started five and one. Yeah, right. And yeah, then we're five he, and one. He's on a five game easy. losing streak though. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it just it seems like it's it's, it's coming to light now that the quality of his team. He didn't make any moves. I don't know if he make any trades that were good for him. So he probably should have looked to deal somebody. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think point. he makes playoffs. I don't think he makes playoffs. I'll give him 40%. Okay, good point. Um, I give him 20% if Eckler doesn't play this week and 40% if Eckler does come back and play plays at a, a good level. Even if Eckler's down 100%, I think just having Herbert there, feeding him the ball will increase his PPR value um, floor at the least. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with my, my original prediction that he wasn't going to make the playoffs, and I, I'm going to hold hold to that. And last one on the list, we have Al. I'm going to start this off 0%. Sorry, Al. Oh, man. <laughs> Next, Christian, who do you think? Uh, I think you think it's probably like a 10% or, or lower just because your points for is too low. Even if you do win out, you know, there are yeah. a couple of five-win teams that play each other this week. There's gonna, you're going to be tied with six wins with a couple teams, and all those teams are going to probably have more points for than you. So I, I think your season's probably done already. Um, but, I mean, never say never. I mean, your team could drop 200 points two weeks in a row and you could get there as a six-win team if everyone else, lose, you know, loses week 14 that has six wins. But it's not looking good. That's true. Al, who does Al play this week? Um, Luigi. Oh, Luigi. Lulu. Oh, interesting, interesting. And then he plays Phil. And you play Phil. Actually, I'm I'm gonna increase you to ten percent because I I I think you could beat Lou, and I think uh, I think you're gonna beat Phil just based off the, after that karma. So I give you ten percent, but I I just don't think you have the points for tiebreaker. I got a quick question though. Is it divisional? Like, is it like there's no divisions, right? When it comes to playoff seating, it's, it's just no, like no. It's points for right. Head to head matchup doesn't matter either. It's just points. Yeah, I'll give you a zero percent now. Sorry, you're out. I'll put my foot down. <laughs> All right. Guess, well, that's a, that was uh, our playoff projections here. That was good. That was a good analysis from everyone. I liked it a lot. And, you know, kind of went in deep. And especially with uh, so much so much um, a cluster of playoff hopefuls, I think it's kind of needed. Um, any – oh, Christian, by the way, just looking at your team here, just a reminder, only two IR spots. Yeah, but they both have COVID. No, oh, it's I only know, two? Only, yeah. So why is there four? In case of four. emergencies. What yeah, is this? Because... <laughs> the fuck? We had, we, we yeah. had a huge... You guys just want me to drop Mark this. Ingram. Just, just tell me you want me to drop Mark nah, Ingram. It, it, this, this, we had a huge discussion with Steven about this because he wanted to, like, put somebody there. And, like, it was basically if, like, you couldn't actually field a real roster. Like, if you had to drop, like, Stefan Diggs because he was on bye, but you had mad COVID players, like, you, it was for that type of emergency. 
Yeah, the the emergency was at the time um, when COVID, like maybe like five, six weeks ago, or even more, when everyone started, like with the Tennessee Titans and Steelers and everyone was getting COVID. The the scare was if multiple teams get COVID and games get canceled or postponed. So if you have like three, four teams postponed, then it would be impossible to like make moves. And usually you can't add IR spots when the season started and they allowed a window. So I wasn't sure if that window would close or stay open. So I added the extra two just in case you couldn't make it in the future. Um, and then everyone said to leave it as is, um, as two, unless if it gets worse. And then we'll go and open up those extra two. So it's what? on Discord and everything. So, Marking room is already back on the bench. He's not going <laughs> anywhere. I'm taking him to the promised land. All right, fellas. Um, good podcast. Uh, good luck this week. Oh, Any last words from anyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you are listening to this and you have not yet joined the Fantasy Basketball League and you're interested, do it by this weekend because I think around Saturday I'm going to open it up to people outside of the Fantasy Football League. So sign up right, or you lose your spot. Sounds good. That's going to be a fun league. It's going to be very interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Any last words from anyone forward. else? Yep, yep. I got, I got four names. I got DJ Moore. Daniel Jones, because I think Christian will start him by the end of the week. DJ Moore is technically three names, right? DJ. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Brent, Brandon Cooks is going to eat on Thanksgiving for Gibbs, and Mike Evans is going to eat against the Chiefs for Al. Those are my picks. All right. I, I like, like it. it. I like that you got it in. I've been condensed. Um, yo, Nick has a great track record with these picks, so everyone he named, you guys should feel, feel good about that. Eric Carr, too. Nah, yeah, Derek Carr. Leave it out. Sorry, I'm surprised about that. But all right, boys. It was a good podcast. Love having you guys on. Hopefully we can get another one in. I'm looking uh, at the end of season review. Uh, so I hope to have all you guys here. That's going to be a fun one. But in the meantime, good luck next week. And uh, I hope everyone I need to lose loses. Yeah. Good luck, <laughs> I guys. I will lose. Right. I will lose. Later, guys. Later. See you.